0: It's the When Fishing Podcast. Applying techniques. And then I put the C rigs on the A rig. Bring fresh ideas. They can't all be good ones. Talking stories. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll reports. about. But not Conservation. Out of the You're probably too close. All to make you and I better fishermen. Hey, pals. Welcome to another week Um I'll recap uh This week's Reports and Fishing ventures I'm Not starring Ronnie Kovac With uh Uh With what I did What did I do this week Uh I fished Three times Yeah Two by land and one by sea Uh Uh i'll go through the by sea first because that's always more exciting um i went out looking for bottom fish particularly white fish being a new resident of relatively new resident of the orange county area i've been i've been curious where the white fish are hiding because when i was living up in ventura they were very easy a little too easy to find frustratingly frustrating fish to run into between like Marina del Rey and Santa Barbara, basically, uh, at least as of like 2020 through 2019 through 2022, at least there, uh, there was so many white fish any, on any hard bottom spot in between like a hundred or like 80 feet and 150, 170 feet, that sort of in between area where, um, there might be some deep bass or shallow rockfish in those spots that's what i was hoping for a lot of times and all, all i would find would be whitefish but uh whitefish are, are hard fighters and tasty tasty white meat mildly sweet white meat hot uh but yeah so i've been uh finding a lot of bass around here and uh a few rockfish but Really haven't run into any whitefish in uh, in the area for the last year or two, so I finally decided to consciously chase them down, and I found them. They are easy. They're still easy. Uh, I was fishing in like 100 to 120 feet of water or so, and loaded up. First, first uh, scouted it out on Navionics, found. A couple areas that I wanted to hone in on. Went over there um, as soon as I pulled up. I dropped down my three-way LC rig, trolling rig, slow trolling rig, and idled around looking for the big old schools of whitefish because they've always shown up as pretty, pretty apparent schools on the on the fish finder. And I didn't see that at first. But then I immediately picked off a couple bass. So then I dropped down my dropper loops of little pieces of squid. And I was trying out uh, number two offset circle hooks. I believe they're mustad demons, but I can't be sure at this point. I lost the packaging. Wait, wait. So uh, yeah, I was. I've been thinking that. They they can be really frustrating because they'll they'll pick your hook clean of your bait and then you'll be sad. But they'll it's so aggressive that you just want to come back for more every time. So this time I was like, all right, well, what if I just you know they'll they will like load up your rod, but like trying to swing on them tends not to work out very well. So I switched over from Jays to. Circle hooks this time to see if my hookup ratio would be better, and it was. In like 30 minutes, I picked off half a dozen eater size, like I'd say 12 to 15 inches or so, and then the bite slowed down. I think I was getting close to high tide, the tide swing, and um, and then I picked off like three more dinks and. I felt like that was my time that was my signal to leave so i did but that day i there was a weather window that was like at like 10 a.m the wind and rain were supposed to come so it was like super it was super glassy out there and sprinkling just a wee bit on the way out i believe and then i saw that so I got I got on the water around like seven thirty or so and I figured I only had like really like two or three hours of fishing, but I figured it would be worth it. And then by by like ten thirty this the rain started, but the wind hadn't still hadn't come. And the wind was supposed to go from like zero to like ten to twenty, like pretty fast. And so I figured as soon as it started to blow even a little, I'd just head in. And it wasn't, so then eventually I just got kind of annoyed with being wet and I didn't want to be as far outside as I was if the wind did come um as quickly as I thought it would. Moved to the inside and uh at this point my my phone is what I use navionics with and touch screens with water on them from the rain do not go well together. I do have a waterproof case though, so that's not that's not what I'm bugging about. What I'm bugging about is I was trying to, like, you know, toggle the screen to see where I was or, like, hone in on where I wanted to go next, and I couldn't control the phone, my phone for the life of me, which happens a lot, like, as soon as I, like, put a fish on board, then, like, my hands get wet, and then then it's a fucking nightmare to deal with my phone, so I need to figure something else out for that, but whatever, uh, so yeah, I moved inside, and I took a random stab at my, at my, uh, at where my shallower stones would be trying to kind of triangulate between various geographical entities. And I think I found them. I found some scattered marks and slow trolled the LC around. Didn't find anything Bless. And, uh, well, I, I found stuff, but I couldn't, didn't find biters. Then I went in and that was that. Then I had a nice conversation with the, uh, Department, Department of Fish and Game, Department of Fish and Wildlife. Excuse me, uh, surveyor. Shout at Zeke, and then, uh, and then I went home soaked. And so that was that. Uh, so the experiment of my main experiment of circle hooks for whitefish worked out pretty well. So. There you go. And then, of course, they don't swallow it. So that's an added bonus. I'm trying to find all all the ways I can use circle hooks because they make life easier if, if you know how to use them. So, yeah. So there was all that. And then uh, two surf fishing trips. One was last week right after I recorded the last episode and I went out with Jared and then, uh, he threw a sea rig, and I threw a castmaster, a chrome, all chrome. And uh, uh, I think we were in, we were getting sprinkled on. I didn't get any bites for like an hour. He got one dink barred surf perch, and uh, that was all she or he or they wrote. So there was that. And then I just got back from the beach right now. And started with a C-Rig, and I was trying out, I was mumbling something about uh, using orange grubs last week. I don't know if I ended up recording that. Anyways, so I I ended up getting them in the mail. They are like little three-inch, what were they fucking called? They were, uh, I would, I guess, I guess I shouldn't give them a shout-out until they, uh, until they work, so... I don't, I don't recall the name of the brand right now, but it doesn't matter. So, I used those, trying to imitate a uh, ghost shrimp. I thought that was a clever idea that I hadn't, I hadn't seen before. I'm sure people have thought of it. Not, not claiming, not claiming anything. And, uh, yeah, didn't get, I got one, like, tiny little pitter-patter bite, and that was it. Then switched over to a Castmaster and just kind of... Went over the same area, and didn't get bit, and went home. Nice morning on the sand. There were a, a ton of cormorants rafted out in front of me, like tighter than usual. They're always kind of there, but uh, I thought that would be the spot to try, and it was uh, not. I was wrong. Don't listen to the don't listen to the cormorants. They're googan birds. So those are my reports for the week. So maybe uh, I'll edit in a little music right here as we head, as we segue over to my next segment of uh, uh, three-way knot testing slash dropper loop alternatives. Hey, Uh, so I'm talking about dropper loops today and the concept, the concept uh, apply. (laughs) Applying uh, different things toward uh, uh, situations where you would use dropper loops and trying to like replace them, a replacement for dropper loops and alternatives. That's what I'm trying to say. So, uh, in like SoCal, for sure. And then at least some other bottom fishing um, fisheries. Like I know that Massachusetts uses it at least a little bit uh, the dropper loop, the the classic knot um to make a loop up the line from uh the end of the line and attaching it attaching something like a hook or or a sinker or whatever the hell else you want to put on there meanwhile uh certain other fisheries i know like pacific northwest like really likes using swivels uh for lots of things and i know that uh some, some of their rigs will be like three-way swivels and, you know, three-way swivels exist and, uh, would be the alternative to a dropper loop. But the idea of the dropper loop is you only have to tie one knot and then like half of a knot as like a, as a, a- attaching the hook on as either a cat's paw or the, uh, cow's hitch. And, uh, yeah, so my experience with dropper loops is that uh, generally they're they're perfectly fine knots uh, over like you, when when you're using more than like twenty pound test, particularly thirty and over. I think the heavier the line, the better. But I do notice like twelve pound and under, a lot of the times the knot will just slip, and uh, sometimes it stays, but most of the time it slips and i don't really understand that it like folds in on itself if somebody has uh um some insight on that feel free to uh to at me because uh yeah when i whenever i try try to uh tie a drop dropper loop on a on like six pound it like invariably snaps or uh, slips through so you know just stick with drop shotting or just carolina rigging on that light of line so yeah um but i've i've started having a lot more trouble with dropper loops in the last couple of years in particular where i've learned i've just kind of started to not trust them and uh so i was doing some tests this week on on them and their their tensile strength and uh pulling on the loop versus pulling on the tag end uh i think both of those uh data points are really important uh to understand because uh i mean i've been i've been told that uh the if you pull from both ends on a dropper loop uh you know on the main line say you have a sinker on one end and then you have your your reel on the other and then you have the hook on a loop. Uh, if you pull on the sinker, uh, it actually has a lot of strength, but I've since kind of debunked that and then looked online and I saw that it was, uh, that was the weaker side. And uh, I've found that I was testing with a 30 pound line and 15 pound line. And uh, it was pretty much, invariably slipping at about 10 pounds which is alarming i mean if you get stuck say like your sinker gets stuck on something and then you start pulling on it say you know while you're bottom fishing and then you put steady pressure on it then you're gonna potentially pop everything off because a lot of times uh it'll snap at the dropper loop uh you won't save your uh your hook and uh you would hope that you'd at least get that back but nope uh and then, uh, uh, and then if you pull it, if you, if you pull on from the loop, then, um, there is a stronger, it is stronger from that end. It's, uh, uh, I saw some numbers from like a Bloody Decks post. Somebody did some ghetto rig thing and did the same thing that I was doing. And, uh, like pulling from the loop, they had about 60% strength, and pulling from the tag end, it was like, uh, 40% strength, and, uh, I had, I think, about the same, um, yeah, it was pretty similar to that. Sometimes it was a little bit stronger for the loop, uh, but regardless, uh, I was, uh, not happy with that information, uh, so, I mean, it's a nice, easy way to tie a rig for bottom fishing. It's one knot, like I said, uh, so, I might keep doing it when I know I'm just fishing for something, you know, that's only going to put a few pounds of, uh, pressure on the line, but I'm not going to use it for like yellowtail anymore or anything like that. Uh, I guess that's why guys at like Guadalupe or whatever, everybody's using like 60 pounds plus. So that makes sense. Like they're, they're going to quote unquote button down the drag, but they're putting down like 15, 20 pounds of pressure on that. Um, and uh and they can get get a big yellow to the boat but now i'm starting to think that uh i'd rather i don't know what am i gonna do am i actually gonna use a three-way swivel that sounds like shit if i'm like tying like double in in place of a double dropper loop i'm like tying one two three four five six seven knots eight if you want to count the leader to braid connection do I say fuck that? Maybe, maybe I just stick with dropper loop. But that's just something to keep in mind. That's uh, uh, I don't have a conclusion on that quite yet. If I'm, uh, if I dare, to change my ways, and I don't know if I'm gonna preach that you change your ways and start buying three-way swivels in bulk. But uh, 3 ways three-way swivels have started to become way more in use for me for uh trolling that's for sure but that's just using one at a time but uh yeah maybe i'll we'll see maybe just one one hook at a time instead of the two the two hook rig for uh bottom fishing yeah not a bad idea i was thinking of uh some other ones some other knots uh as alternatives to the dropper loop so I, I went and tested a couple of them and uh got really really bad results um there's no hope children sell your fishing stuff uh perfection loop uh that one's a really easy one to tie and i uh i really like it for a like it takes like 10 seconds and uh I like tying it to the end of, actually, my dropper loop setups for the sinker, and then I just do the the cow hitch on the end, and uh, uh, it's super easy to just, like, change out your sinker size without, like, cutting, and and then if you're in a mess on, like, if you get in a tangle with somebody else on the boat, you can just, like, unloop uh, the sinker, and then you'll, like, unloop your hooks if you're doing like cow's hitches versus like a cat's paw or polymer or something like that uh on your uh, on your hooks bless and uh so the, the perfection loop is nice but i was testing uh both the loop strength and the tag end strength for for these rigs because the tag end strength is just as important here and the perfection loop uh pulls through like at like Like a pound of pressure, like nothing, um, if you pull on the tag end. So that's useless. Lefty's loop, a great knot. Very similar to the Rapala knot. I think more people know the Rapala knot. Rapala. Como se dice? Uh, But uh, I really like the Lefty's loop, but that one uh, definitely does, and the Rapala knot, they will slip through if you pull on a tag. So those don't work to replace a dropper loop. Surgeon's loop. I didn't try that one. I didn't write anything down for that. What, what? Spider hitch. Uh, I did pull on the spider hitch. Um, I don't think that's, I don't know. Maybe I I just haven't tied them enough, but, uh, uh, that's a pretty nice, pretty good loop knot right there. If I do say so myself, but, uh, and the, the tag end holds pretty well, but it does like bunch up in an awkward way when, when you're pulling on it. Um, I'm not sure if that's, if it's gonna cut into itself or not. So, um, and then the other issue I had with the spider hitch was that maybe once again, like you know, I've tied like a billion dropper loop knots. So uh, it's really easy to tie them and like space them pretty much exactly how you want them, um, because you just you know if you if you've tied them, you know it's it's easy to uh, to space them the way you want them. But a spider hitch is kind of funky um i'm maybe i'll figure it out uh i'll let you know at a later date but it's like trying to space those apart um is a bit of a trick so maybe i'll try those and come back with some more data in the future for you um and then uh i didn't write oh yeah the uh and then another idea i got was uh, um um using a seaguar sw- knot ciguar ciguar c ciguar sigwar knot <laughs> um and uh, so like like cutting cutting your like the hook sec- like that pff, what do you how how do i want to say like um the part that's going to hang off of your main line. Um, like you cut that. Separately. So you cut like a. I don't know. We'll say like a foot. And then you can tie a seaguar knot. Onto the main line. And that holds pretty strong. Like if you pull on the main line. Uh, or if you pull on. Uh, that tag end. Um, it holds. It holds true. It does bunch up just a wee bit. Uh, in some weird way, but uh, it's worth to continue testing. Uh, But that's going to be like a single strand of line rather than a loop. So I don't know if that's something that you would prefer or not. I think that's how, it might be how they tie uh, sabikis. Uh, They might use that knot. Uh, But that one's easy enough to tie, easy enough to uh, um, space, like the way you want. Um so I like that one the seagwire knot. Uh and then also because it's not a loop it might end up like twisting onto the main line and that might be an issue for certain applications. Um so that's something to bear in mind. So yeah, seagwire knot. Not could be a potential alternative. Um and then, uh, as far as, and then along the same lines, I was, I was looking at things like, uh, oh yeah, instead of doing a three-way swivel and tying three knots, actually, you'll end up tying one, two, three, and then hook, and then sinker. So five minimum, um, instead of doing that, Uh, tying uh, a two-way swivel and then doing like a palomar knot onto the uh, mainline side of the swivel and then putting a leader off to uh, on the other side. Um, And then I'm... I was going to... uh, I might still... I should... um, This is basically a drop shot, except... Like, instead of putting a hook there, put a swivel there. Uh, I think it's not a bad idea. Uh, it's stronger than a... Stronger than a dropper loop. Sorry about it. Uh, so, like, typically, you know, the drop shot rig would be tied with a Palomar Knot. But I am curious, and maybe I'll I'll get back to you next week with, um, uh, some data on, on, like, the tag. If you pull on the tag and like, um how that'll affect the knot and if how that'll what what will break first and all that stuff and then i'll do similar tests with like a an sd jam and maybe a uni knot and uh fuck the improved clinch unless you're using it on braid i suppose that's what i've heard um but otherwise fuck it so yeah that's a little uh it's my little segment on uh, on dropper loops and uh, maybe potentially replacing them if you're having uh, issues, um, if you've overthought your dropper loops like I have, mm. if you don't want to fail with them. But once again, um, you know, who am I to? I'm not. I'm not gonna say that's an absolute. Seems like a lot of people have been fishing for you know a thousand years with the dropper loop and she never failed them once. So, you know, um, good on you and keep doing what you do, pal. I'm proud of you. So there's that next up, uh, game plan. Um, I'm about to fish three days in a row, not counting today. So I guess it's going to be like four days in a row. If things go right, and you know, life allows me to, but, uh, I don't have any super strong, uh, desires to, uh, target any one thing right now. Like I've, i sort of figured out the white fish i I saw, found where they were hiding. So that's cool. Have that in my back pocket. Now I'm not going to harass them, but you know, they're there. That's cool. Um, kind of had the, had the bass, um, to some degree on a string, it's not like I've found, like, a hog hole or nothing, I know some, some people, like, really, really, really have it dialed, and, like, you know, they, they just know, like, cast to that stone, now wait two minutes and eat your sandwich, now, now, twitch, twitch, bang, seven pound sand bass, bam, like, good job, but, uh, uh, I'm not really feeling like doing that, but, uh, I just switched over my Navionics I was just toggling with it And then I, I realized that uh, I had the For the map options You have chart layers And then you have overlays And so the overlays uh, I really like the relief shading um, It has like all sorts of pretty colors And so it keeps me um, You know Stimulated Like a small child Looking at an iPad And uh, keeps me out of trouble you know just eat my boogers and look at my relief shading but uh the chart layers uh i had it on nautical chart and then i just switched it over to sonar chart which has way more contours contour topographical lines and uh i had it on this before i don't know why it changed or why i changed but uh this is uh this is nice because uh i'm like i get to see all these you know really minute mounds and all that and like i can see where there's just like a hill where it it wasn't previously telling me that there was a hill it was just like well it's between 60 and 120 feet it's like okay thanks pal uh but now it's like oh this you know this whole ass like contour is like 39 feet and then this oh look there's like uh goes from 39 to 20 right here like ain't that ain't that something pal okay cool so let's go fish that so uh i've been staring at that for the last like i don't know i just went to the gym and i was staring at it and marking stuff while i was on the trip uh, the bike and uh so i figure uh i'm gonna run the coast tomorrow or at least sometime this weekend uh but probably tomorrow i run the coast um uh, go look around for uh thrashers see signs of them look for bait um if i don't see nothing or whatever uh if i get bored i'll uh drop some lines in the water and uh either a slow troll a magnum slow troll an lc maybe slow troll a sabiki something slow trolled but i'll uh maybe i'll check out you know run over the tops of some of these uh contours that I spotted and I haven't fished before check them out and uh yeah do that run a solid mm, should be like 20 miles maybe a 40 mile round trip maybe 50 mile round trip we'll see what happens but uh yeah check out some fresh contours look for bait and then uh after that react The next two days, based on that information, like if I don't see nothing on the inside, then uh, I'll go back, uh, go back and mine my own to uh, a offshore quote-unquote offshore structure, and uh, look for bass and halibut and stuff. Maybe find my my uh, my hog holes previously mentioned, and uh, yeah. But I saw that the wet the the ocean temps the ss i don't know if it's not the sst it's just windy windy the uh the toxically optimistic water temperatures that it brings um this weekend it says that it's it might top out at 60 degrees um water temps locally and uh i don't believe that it's been at like it's been holding steady at like 54 55 got up to like 57 before a storm and then um then went back down, I think it was 55 the other day, but if it comes up to 59, 60, then we should be seeing, um, you know, some, I mean, if it holds, I don't know, what do I know, but if it, maybe if it holds, or maybe, uh, maybe some threshers will move, um, way to the inside, and I'll be able to, um, chase those around, so, I am cautiously optimistic about this weekend being uh, being where the season shifts over a little bit to uh, some semi-pelagic stuff. And uh, that'll be fun. Or not. Maybe it'll be just back-breaking rides as it was last summer. Just skunk after skunk after skunk. But uh, weather should be really, really nice. And the ocean is like... foot at 11.1 According to Wendy That's like That's stupid I've been on Pyru and it's been worse than that A lot worse than that Yeah so That's the idea for uh, Saturday and Sunday And then Monday We'll see where it goes from there Maybe I'll just surf fish Maybe I'll just get You know my ass kicked um, Driving around in circles or up and down and up and down the coast Bless But Yeah so that'll be uh, Yeah then I I owe myself uh, Another shot at microfishing too So maybe I'll uh, Check more wrecks and reefs For that kind of stuff Maybe I'll run a certain way Maybe I'll check out Palos Verdes And that's a ride I don't want to really do that if I don't have to But I'm sure there's some like reef fish. I want to I want to fuck with number 10 hooks and catch some stupid weird shit. Still haven't caught a shiner perch. I want to see some of these really really like, you know, just gray blob fish like shiner perch or like silver sea perch. Just stuff that everybody would be like, "Ah, it's brown bait." Ah, brown bait. But that's a that's a species. No, I'll, I'll take it. So that's all that. Do I have anything else to say? Uh, uh I don't think so. Alright. You take it easy another week survive.